Amen. Well, God is good. It's good to be in His presence. Um, If you want to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3, we're going to be in Ephesians again. I'm not sure. It's just if when your pastor is reading through the New Testament so fast, he just kind of, you know, we started in the Gospels this year, and then we're Ephesians, you know. Uh, When I get back from Poland, it's probably going to be the book of Revelation, so... (laughs) I might be starting over again, so we might be back in Matthew. Uh, but we're going to start. We're going to start in Ephesians three. Um, you know, kind of just kind of tagging on here a little bit with where we've been. A couple weeks ago, my wife talked about our hearts and our hearts connecting with God's heart, and she talked about two things. You know, if that if we don't have that that connection going on, either number one, we just don't know Him. We we may not we not may not be saved. We may not have come into God's family. Um, or we may just be ignorant of who God really is. And we kind of talked about that last week, talked about what God's heart really is, that God has this amazing heart where He says, I choose you. You know, there's such power in choosing someone. That's why we feel such hurt when someone rejects us. It's because it's like the... It's like the, the demonic side of choosing. Like it's, the, it's the evil side of choice is is rejection. It's the opposite there. And so that's why that hurts so much is because the way we're meant to live is in, is in the full acceptance of God said, I choose you. I want you. I desire you. You're the one, you're the one I, I want to be with. And so we talked about that last week. And my wife also mentioned a couple of weeks ago the other, the other sign where, where maybe we're not connecting with God and we're not being healed and we're not growing and we're not seeing, seeing what we want to see is, is we might have no roots. We might not have roots. You know, like there's the parable of the sower. talks about the shallow soil when, you know, there's a little bit of growth, but there's, there's only a little bit of soil. And so it's not very deep. And so when something hard comes, you know, it's like, just whoop, you just roll over and give in. And there's, there's, there's no fruit from that. And so today we're, we're going we're gonna to key in on that idea, on the idea of roots and the idea of, of foundations. And so Ephesians 3 is perfect for that because it has this great prayer that we're going to read together. And you're, you'll see where it, where it comes in here as, as we read this scripture. So Ephesians 3.14, Holy Spirit, open the Word of God to us. We invite you to do that. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Speak to our hearts, God. Ephesians 3.14 For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom His whole family in heaven on earth derives its name. I pray that out of His glorious riches He may strengthen you with power through His Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established or founded or grounded in love may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. 
Amen. I was, yeah, I was good, waiting for that. We can say amen to that, right? So, you got this amazing prayer, and you'll see there, there's so much here. I, I can't go through everything in here, because we could really, again, we could, stay, we could stay here a while, and we could do that someday. But Paul begins to pray. I mean, the, the fascinating thing about Paul in Ephesians is that uh, he kind of, He's breaking it down in chapter 2. He's saying you're made alive with Christ. You know, you've been, you know, by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not from you. It's a gift from God. You then have now been seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. He is, he is totally taking you spiritually to a different place where you are sitting with Him. And the place you're sitting, He just talked about, that's the place of all authority. That's the place where everything is underneath Jesus' feet. And He says, because of this, hey, you're God's workmanship. You're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And He talks about the bringing together of the people of God. There was the, the Jews and the non-Jews. And so it wasn't just the Jews as the people of God. Now God was saying, hey, no, the two are going to become one. And they're going to be one in Me. It's going to be because of me, I'm going to tear down the walls. I'm going to break down the barriers. I'm going to remove all the hostility by my death on the cross. And I'm going to bring peace. And those who are far away are going to be brought near. And you're going to be fellow citizens. You're going to be members of the family of God, the household of God, the building of God. And so, then he says, for this reason, I, Paul. And then he gets a, he has a, he has a rabbit trail. I mean, he has a preacher rabbit trail. I'm serious. That's exactly what happens here. He says, for this reason, and then he goes, and he goes into this whole section where he's talking about you know, him receiving the grace of God and him being the servant of the gospel and the, the, the mystery of the gospel. And he goes, goes into all that. Then in verse 14, what does he do again? He says the same words, for this reason. So really, the for this reason is not what he just said. It's what he said in chapter 2, what he'd be saying in chapter 1 and 2. Hey, for this reason, this is why I'm praying. This is why I come to God, is for this reason. Hey, we've been brought together. We are now one. We're the people of God. By grace, you've been saved. You're the workmanship of God. You've been chosen. You've been set apart. You've been freed. You've been redeemed. You've been, you've been bought back. You are for the praise of God's glory. So for this reason, I pray that the God who has this amazing family, from, from Him whom family comes from, ultimately from the source of, of fatherhood and love and, and grace, We derive His name from it. I pray that out of that abundance, out of what God has, He's going to give you power. Now there's two words for strength and power going on here in verse 16 and verse 18. I think they're very fascinating. In verse 16 it says this. It says that He may strengthen you with power in your innermost being through His Holy Spirit. Now that word there is the the Greek word dunamis. And you may have heard that if you've been in a... Pentecostal church, you hear dunamis. Maybe dunamis is just like the explosive power, mighty working of God. That means just straight up raw power. You know, there's the other side that has power that has to do with God's authority. That's God's, in Greek, is exousia. And so right here he's talking about, hey, I'm just praying right now inside you, you would have the raw, mighty power of God in your innermost being. You, know, you can pray this prayer over yourself too, FYI. <laughs> pray it over your family. Pray it over your, your spouse. Pray it over someone who you're like, man, they are far from God. I'm going to pray this. Pray the prayers of Scripture. If you don't know what to pray, pray the Word. 
It's a good, you know, there's some great prayers in the, in the Word of God. Uh, you can go to Psalms. You, there's two in Ephesians. There's one at the start of most epistles. Paul has a prayer there somewhere in the first couple chapters. Find that prayer and pray it over yourself. Pray it over someone who needs it. Pray it over your kids. Pray it over someone who you see walking down the street, you know. Uh, Ephesians 1, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be opened up to understand the hope of your calling. I mean, there's so many good prayers. So that's side side note. But he's talking about power. And then he says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you would be rooted and established in love to grasp how wide and long and high and deep. Oh, in verse 18, it says that you may have power, that you may be strengthened together with all the saints. It's interesting there. The word strengthen and power is a different Greek word than dunamis. Now, I didn't write down what it was. And most of you probably don't care. Maybe a couple of you do too. And I, I just saw this this morning as I really just went over the passage real quick. And I happened to look in my Greek New Testament. Now, I can't really even read it as well as I used to. But I can tell that I was like, that's a different word for strength. It's a different word for power there. And so it says that you may be, have power to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And this word here is not just raw power. This word here is like a, a gift. I'm going to empower you. I'm going to give you something so it's going to lift you up to the place to where you can do what you need to do or you can receive what you need to receive. And so it says right now, you're going to get the raw power of God in your innermost beings. You've got, boom, i got the power. But then you're also not just got this mighty strength. You are empowered. You are empowered. You are brought up to that place to where you can begin to understand. What does it say? Great mysteries of heaven. Does it say prophecies? Does it say uh, spiritual truths? No, it says that you may begin to grasp the love of God. We need power to understand God's love. To understand how wide, how, how long, how high, how deep, how, how amazing God's love is. That, you know, to know this love that, that, that surpasses your mind. You know, if you've only experienced God's love in your head, you're missing most of it. I mean, we can say it in our head all the time. For God so loved the world, that He gave His only begotten Son. We can, you know, we can do that, and it can be in our head. Yeah, God, God loves me. But there's a difference between knowing in my head that God loves me and being empowered to begin to to hold it and to understand the love of the Father. And I, I, I begin to be lifted to a different place where, I'm, where I'm, I'm grasping it. And I understand it. It's like, you know, it's like the angels we talked about last week. You know, it's God is so other than. He's so different. That's what the, part of His holiness is this, God, you're, you're not like us. You're not like us. It's like we get to know God. We get to know the Father's heart. And we begin to experience His love. We begin to grasp a little bit of it. And then we're like, we see a little bit more. It, it like expands. It's like, no, your love is it's a little bit wider than I thought. It's, it's a little bit deeper than I thought. Oh, it's really a lot higher than I thought. And so I begin to be empowered to, to grasp a little bit more. And so Paul's saying, hey, look, this is a, this is a journey you're going to be on. You're going you're gonna to keep... You're going to keep going on, growing in this. You're going to keep going in this as well. And so to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the fullness of the measure, measure of all the fullness of God. 
Now I want to go back to verse 17. Here's where we're going to really focus. That was just an overview of the book of Ephesians, I guess. <laughs> that was Ephesians in, in, in quick form. Um, but I want us to focus on verse 17. It says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts with faith. So in other words, here, this is the reason we have the raw power. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you would be rooted and established in love. You know, one of the foundations that we're called to have is the foundation of being in the love of God. You know, and it uses two different words there. It uses both rooted and and the word there, the other word for like grounded or established is, is a foundation. It's the same word that's in Ephesians 2 where it says, hey, you've been built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Same word, just different tense, noun and verb. And so, number one, rooted. Think about roots. You know, when a, when a, when a tree is planted, there's a seed, and we talked about seeds a couple weeks ago, but, and think spiritually in this. We're not talking physical. But, um, you know, when a seed first happens, what, what does it do first? Is it di- begins to dig roots. We don't see anything on the surface at first. At first, what needs to be established is the foundation. There needs to be something underneath where growth can happen where people can see it. Are you making the application to your life? You know... Whatever's underneath is going to foster what happens that everybody sees. You know, if you see somebody and you go, man, that person just really seems like they're just walking with God. They're just, they're just flowing in the, in the, in the Word. They, they, have, they have love in their hearts. It's just, it just seems so natural for them. Like, and I'm like really trying hard and I'm doing all this stuff. And like, how come it's so easy for them? Well, it's not easy for them, but their roots may go really deep and you can't see that. Because the things we can't see are what establishes me in the love of God. You know, when, you know, there's some trees that will, that will dig really deep. And I was looking at that this morning too. There is a tree, the deepest root of a tree. Oh gosh, I can't, it's in another, I think it's in Panama. It's a fig tree. And they have, I don't know how they figured this out. I don't know if they dug it up, but it was on several different places on the internet, so I hope it's true. <laughs> I mean, I checked a couple of different sources, not like, just like the first site, you know, and you go, okay, cool, I'm just going to believe whatever this says. You know, there's multiple, multiple applications here. And so, <laughs> if you find out that I'm lying, please let me know. But it, you, know what I ha- you want to know how deep the root of this fig tree is? 400 feet. Almost 400 feet. It was one site said 393. One site just said rounded it up and said 400 feet. And so 400 feet, just the taproot going straight into the earth. You know, that's, that's being rooted right there. I can tell you that that tree, it, it's going to resist some storms. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, you know, when drought comes, that's fine. I'm way. I'm so far down the surface. I've I've gotten. I've got water. I've got nourishment. And so that's Paul. What is saying here? I'm praying that your root, that you be rooted in the love of God. That your your heart is just so deeply into His love that whatever happens on the on the surface out here, I've got my roots. 
I have the root that is, it is sunk in deep. Some trees, you know, they, they spread out wide. And that's not necessarily bad either because what they do in many cases is some trees, they go searching for nourishment. In other words, they'll, they'll, they'll keep going. Their roots are going to, I'm going to find something that I need. They just keep going until they find a source of water. And so that way they stay alive because they need that, that sustenance. They need that life. And it's like in my life as well. I need, I'm like, man, I need, I need to be searching in the love of God. I need to be, my roots not are, are going deep, but they're like going the wide side too, God. Help me know the width of your love. Help me know the depth of your love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sink my roots in. I'm gonna, I'm gonna search that out until I find life. You know, there's times when you just go, okay, God loves me. And it's like that. And then there's time where God just touches your heart and you're like, God loves me. It's life right now. It's nourishment. It is spiritual, it is spiritual water for, my, for, for who I am. And I, I am being, being nourished and, and strengthened with that. So there's, there's that idea of being rooted. But, but Paul also says, hey, look, it's also, about, uh, it's also about being established or being grounded or being founded. And this is the, where we talk about the foundation. You know, when, um, when someone is a founder of something. You know, when someone founds something, when they start something up, like they've got a specific vision and picture of what they want it to be. You know, um, you know certain, certain businesses, you know, they have this, they have this vision, and so they, they stick to the vision. As long as the, you know, they stick to the founder's vision, they, they end up with the result that was intended. Does that make sense? And so, for example, like, like Walgreens, okay? Walgreens was founded with a vision to be on every corner where, where everyone had access to a Walgreens. That's why there's Walgreens all over the place. You're like, why are we building another Walgreens? And, you know, it's like, because they want it to be close to everyone. And see, I'll tell you, their business plan works. Because especially... When I lived in this house over here, right across the lot here, Ashley and I used to live here, for those of you that didn't know, there used to be a house there. And you know what? There are times where we're like, we need something. And you know, you go, okay. Should I go, do I go all the way to Walmart? And see, like right here, you know, you've got six, one, half dozen, the other. Do I go up to Midland Drive? Or I do, go, I do go down to the south side? You know, you're like, okay, what time of day is it? You know, what's, you know, traffic? You know, which, wall, which people do I want to see, the, the northwest side Walmart people or the south side Walmart people? Um, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't, we don't really do that. But, you know, you start waiting and then you're like, and then you go, Walgreens is like less than half a mile down the street. And you know it costs more. <laughs> you know it costs more, right? I mean, Walgreens costs more. They're not about low prices. They don't say they have the lowest prices. They don't, they don't claim to have anything. They say, hey, we're right around the corner. We got, we got something you need. They do have ice cream. They sell ice cream. Okay? It's very expensive Bluebell, but they still have Bluebell. <laughs> and sometimes you're like going, $7.50, $8. You're like, it's worth it. Let's just get it from Walgreens, right? <laughs> but... <laughs> And so they had, a, they had a vision, and so everything they do is founded out of that, the way they started to do business. And again, Walgreens has been successful, not because they're low prices, but because they choose to say, we're going to focus on, you know, 
having the pharmacy part, having all the medicine, and then we're going to have a little bit of everything else where if you need us, we're going to be close by. We're going to be close by to anybody. We're going to be closer than somewhere else where they're going to go, um, I'm not going to go to the, the bigger store. I'm just going to hit Walgreens. And so it works because they're, they're operating out of how they were founded or started to work. And so that's the idea here is this, that we were founded, that we be founded in the love of God. In other words, that our life is, is, is being lived and being developed and being nurtured the intended way that the founder wanted it to be. You know, when I first moved into my house, um, you know, your foundation, you know, is, is, is all solid in the house, but uh, we, we started tearing up stuff in the kitchen, and I personally... Uh, with some help too, but I personally caused two slab leaks in my house. You can ask my wife. You know, we, we, you know slab leaks are nasty because they're in the foundation. You know, and you're like, oh man, I don't want to have to dig up this whole thing. And so I remember we had this not so honest business person show up and, you know, oh, we're going to have to dig through the whole kitchen. And we had just put new tile in. My brother had just retiled the whole kitchen. And I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> and so I was like, oh man, Lord, I'd, we, just, we, just, we just did that. We just, we moved, we're moving in the house. It's all new. We, we retiled the whole kitchen. We paid all this money. And I don't think I had any money left. You know, Lord, what are we going to do? And so Thankfully, this guy figured out that he didn't have to tear up everything and that, you know, it was fixed kind of with access without getting into the foundation. Because if you have to get back to the foundation, man, that's a, that's a lot of work. And so there's that idea here of also having our foundation in love. You know, if you have the, if you have the right foundation... You know, if there's no leaks, if there's no, you know, if it's, it's constructed the right way, then you can put all kinds of stuff on the right foundation. But if the foundation is off, when you begin to build, when you begin to grow, when you begin to have things happen, there can be issues, there can be problems. Jesus says that in Matthew 7. He talks about the, 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 uh, the other side. He said, uh, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a, a wise man who built his house on the rock. In other words, someone who built it on, with a foundation. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. And so there's two things about the foundation. Is Number one, if your foundation is not solid, it says there's two things there. Number one, being in the love of God and obeying the words of Jesus. That's how we get our foundation. I believe we need both. We don't need just obedience. We need that. We need to follow the words of Jesus. Hey, if you keep the words of Jesus, you have a solid foundation. But also, it's in the context of me being established and rooted and grounded and founded in the love of God. That helps me not get off track and make it about performance. I've got the love because I'm full of the love. I'm rooted in the love. I know it's all about love. I obey because I love God, not because I have to. 
And so because I've got that foundation, then I've got this double foundation going on, and then I begin to obey God. I begin to do what He says because I delight. I delight myself in the Lord. And I'm delighted to do what He wants me to, to do. It's no longer a burden. You know you're really operating and, and founded in the love when God tells you to do something, and it's not like you're not forcing yourself to do it anymore. You step into it. There's like, the one my heart loves is calling. The one... The one who my heart is, is connected with. The one who chose me. And I said, I choose you. We've come together. And he's saying, this is my desire. And my like, God, I want that. I don't have to work it up. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to, by faith, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm, it's like it's, it begins to be natural because I am I'm established. I'm rooted. I'm founded in the love. And then I carry out the words of Jesus. And then what happens? It doesn't matter when the storm comes. There's going to be storms in our lives. It's going to happen. What matters is the foundation and the building. If the foundation is wrong, then you know what? The building is going to suffer some loss when the storm comes. Because the foundation is not right. Likewise, if I don't have a foundation, there's nothing to build on. There's nothing to grow on. If I get the right foundation, then God says, boom, now you can grow. Now there can be something that can be seen above the surface because there's been something done under the surface that's unseen. See, it's the unseen time where you're connected with Jesus that builds the foundations and the root system where something that can be seen can, can grow. We all want the thing to be seen, don't we? I mean, we want to see like all the stuff. We want to see the, all of this stuff on the surface. And God says, hey, look, just be rooted. Just be founded. Just be established. Just be grounded. Get grounded first. Let that happen. And the other stuff's going to happen by itself. You won't have to make it happen. You're going to grow. There's going to be a building. You're going to be strengthened. You're going to know the love of God. You're going to be empowered to know the love of God. You're going to step into the fullness of the presence of God. And then it says at the end here, isn't this scripture great? Aren't you glad that this is in the Bible now? To him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Aren't you glad that that scripture is in the Bible? That... What God does is not limited to what I can think up or imagine or come up with. I mean, all the things you can pray and think up, God says, I got more. I got more. And I can think up some pretty cool stuff. Sometimes God's I got more, though, is really just saying, I'm going to do it different because I got more. You're, you're seeing from this level, I see from eternity, and this would be great, but this would be greater. And so, you know, according to His power that's at with, with, work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. So let's, let's come back to the foundation here, and we need to know the purpose. Here's, here's the purpose of the foundation. We need to go back to Ephesians 2. In verse 18, because remember this passage is connected. That's why I told you all that was the end of two is connected to the prayer in verse three. This is for this reason. And so I'm going to pick it up in in verse uh, 18. I think it says um, I'll pick it up in. 
So he's talking about we've been made peace with God. The, the, the wall of hostility has come down. And he came and preached peace to those who are far away and those who are near. Verse 18, it says, For through him, through Christ Jesus, we have access to the Father by one Spirit. Well, you can preach on that right there, that we have access to the Father right there. Consequently, you know, because of that, in other words, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Now, here's the thing. There's no outsiders. There's no outsiders in the kingdom of God. That's really important. You know, there's, 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 there's not the inside crew and the outside crew. You know, it says, no, everyone is in the household. Everyone's a part of the household. You know, it's not like, you know, hey, we got this little place out back, you know. We got the house of God here, but, you know, the little shed in the back. John, just get in the shed, boy. <laughs> I love having a youth pastor. Now I get to pick on him. So now everybody else is safe. They're like, thank goodness. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's not like we don't say, well, you know, there's the, there's the shed out back. And, you know, it's got, an old, it's got an old, you know, there's a little rickety old bed out there. And, you know, you know there's, there's an old toilet out there. You know, there's, there, there's exactly, you know, there's, a, there's a, a sink out there, too. You can, you know, it's cold enough in the winter. You can keep some, some food cold. Whatever it is, you know, there, you know, you on the outside, and then here's the household. They're enjoying the, like the blessings. There's the feast every night. We've got a spread of food on the table. There's goodness. There's love. There's acceptance. There's no outsiders. There's no back shed in the kingdom of God. There's no there's no fence that says, here's here's the second class. You know, here's here's the citizens that don't belong. They're the we kind of we kind of let them in every once in a while just to hey see how amazing it is. Then we put you outside, and so. Sometimes, if you're feeling, you know, that you're outside, just know that is a lie. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you have, you have given your, life, your heart and life to Jesus, you're on the inside. You're not a foreigner. You're not an outsider. You're not, you're not, you're not someone who is, who is an alien. You're, you're someone who belongs. You're a fellow citizen. You're, you're, one of, you're a citizen of heaven. You're one of God's people. You're one of God's children. Built. So it's a household built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone. In Him, the whole building... So there's an analogy here of us. This is us here. It's y'all here. The you here is y'all. Okay? The whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in Him, you all too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by His Spirit. Now see, here, here's, here's the amazing thing. Why does God want the foundation so we can host the very presence of God? So we can be the hosts of the presence of God. It says right here, here's, here's the foundation. Let's go back and look. Does, does Ephesians 3 talk about the presence of God. Yes, it does in verse 19. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So we have, we have to get this here. That we know and experience His love. 
We dig the deep foundation in that. Why does He want it that? So something can be built. So my life is built. So that my family is built. As a host to the presence of God. Sounds a little bit like a circle around a fire to me. You know, we just got that we're the temple. It's so easy to fall into an Old Testament, Old Covenant mindset that says, I show up to the, to the church meeting and that's the holy place. It's so easy. It's so easy like, okay, now, okay, I better, you know, people say things all the time. Well, I don't want to say that in church. <laughs> well, then you don't want to say it in you. <laughs> because you're the dwelling place. It says in another place in Corinthians, it, it does the individual word, just you. So this is the y'all, and there's also the you. So there's the y'all, and there's the just you. You're the temple of God. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we're the temple of the Holy Spirit together. I host the presence of God. That's why He wants a good foundation. Look, He's building something amazing. He's building something powerful. He's building something that will make the world say, I want that. I want that. And we've got a whole generation in our nation that doesn't know who Jesus is. They have a picture of who Jesus is and we need to let them know we're not who you think we are. We're not who they think we are. And it also means I have to refuse to give in to the, to the conversation, to the, to the, to the spirit that's, that's at work in our country right now that begins to divide, begins to, you know, have legalistic attitudes about I'm right and you're wrong. Because it's the presence of God founded in the love of God that's going to begin to soften up the hard hearts. The hearts that are like resistant. I am against that. You know what? I'm not going to argue that person into the kingdom, but I might be able to love them and have the presence of God show up in their life to where they're like, I need that. What do you have? I don't believe anything you believe. I, I don't have a view of life like you have a view of life, but whatever you have, I need. Because I'm a host. I'm, I'm the temple. I'm the household. You know, we are the host. We're the temple. So, be, so that we become that dwelling place where the Holy Spirit says, now I can come in my fullness. Now you're going to experience my fullness because you've got the right foundation. See, the foundation has to be there. And so my encouragement to you today is this. Dig in your roots. Dig in your roots. Let's get so much in God's love that, that all that other stuff that gets in my head sometimes that, I want, that wants to come out of my mouth <laughs> that I know is not the love of God, but it just sometimes it stirs up and it goes and it's like, Whoa! Come back here. Don't you wish words could come back? You could like stop them like, like oh, oh, gotcha, sucker. <laughs> I caught that one, babe. It was coming for you, but I, I intercepted it with the sword of the Spirit. You know, it's like once it's out, it's out, you know. <laughs> 
And so the solution is that it has to not get out. And so I'm like, I need to get rooted in love. I need to get founded in love. I need to have the original vision of the one who founded the love. What was his desire? What was, what was his purpose? What was, what was his plan? Because I've been, I've been founded in that. I've been grounded in that. I've been established in that. And I am rooted in that. And my roots are going deep. They're going down deep. They're spreading out into the love of God. And then something begins to happen in my life, in my family, in our church even more. The presence of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We need some freedom all around us. Whether that's in our lives or in someone we come in contact with, we sure need freedom in our, in our world that we're living in today. So that's my encouragement to you. Uh, I remember, uh, I forgot one thing I was going to share here. Um, you know, I remember... Um, we had a little worship conference in Hillsboro, Texas. And this was a number of years ago. Um, my mom was still living, but she had been diagnosed with cancer. Wow, okay. And then, so we went down to this worship conference, and I, I still remember just God just ambushed me. You know, where, where God just kind of got me with His love. You know, I didn't even know. I didn't even know I was really feeling. I was like, I was, you know, all I was, you know, saying all the right things. Oh God, I'm believing you. I'm trusting you. I'm you, blah blah blah. And I'm not saying that was bad. I'm just saying it was like I felt like I was doing everything right. I didn't. I didn't feel like I'm. No, I'm not afraid. I'm. I, I'm full of faith. I'm. I'm believing God. And it was like that night. Um, you know, we enter into worship, and then they just begin to sing a song about the love of God. And it was like, just something happened. You know, God just said, you need, a, you need a touch of my love. You don't even know it. You think you don't need it, but you need it. And so I was on the floor, I'm just crying, and I get up and look around at the rest of the worship team, and they seem like they're having a nice time, but not like, the <laughs> they're not having that nice of a time or whatever. And again, we have to be careful too that we don't look at someone else and get distracted and go, man, they're really getting touched by God. How come I'm not? <laughs> I do that. Don't you do that? You're like, oh my gosh, look at that. Um, you know, and then you start undigging out of the love because it's like God's like, hey, just, just, you just dig in over here and don't worry about here. It's like Peter, like, hey, we're going to have that guy live forever, John. And it's like, don't worry about that. <laughs> don't you? I'm taking care of him. I'm taking care of her. Let's just do you and me. But there's times where we just need God to just touch us with His love. And it just happens when we just, it might be when we least expect it, but I know we've just got to give him some time. We've got, he's got to have an opportunity where we've got to be with him. And so I happen to be at a worship conference. We happen to be just singing some worship songs, and God powerfully touched me. And I knew, I knew from that eye, I was like, okay, no matter what happens, I know God loves me. I know God loves me. And so I, w- I want to pray for us. If... if uh, Let's stand up. Let's let's close. Um, I just want I just want to pray for I just want to pray for encounters with God's love. So, just if if that's you, if you need that, just put your hand in your heart. And say, God, I, I think I need a fresh encounter of your love. It may happen today. It may happen tomorrow. It may happen next week. But 
I just encourage you to find time and say, God, I, I need that. God, this is what I need right now. And he, he's going to come in in a way that he knows is, is what's best. So, Lord, I just, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you in every life here, God, that you would, you would open up our hearts to the love of heaven. You would open up our hearts to the, to the love of the Father. You would open up our hearts, Lord. You would empower these hearts. Those of us that we, we, we're too weak, we can't even grasp it, Lord. We don't have enough strength to receive your love. I pray for that strength to begin to, to lift our hearts, Lord, to begin to lift our hurts, to begin to lift us out of the pain, to begin to lift us out of confusion, to begin to lift us out of apathy, to begin to lift us out of indifference, Lord, of unforgiveness, whatever may be holding us back from from digging in deep and experiencing that, Lord. Let your love encounter us, God, so that we can grow, so that we can have a foundation, so that we can host your presence, so that we can see what you want to see happen in our lives. We're asking, Lord, we know there's we know there's more. We know there's more. Lord, I just pray for love encounters. Lord, this year, love encounters. Lord, sometimes it's just we just need a different one. Lord, we just need something different. Lord, uh, help us dig in deep. Help, help our roots search you out. I'm going to search all through the night for the one my heart loves. I'm going to seek after you, God. Help us know you. Help us know your love that surpasses knowledge. Father, I pray for anyone in here who's who only knows the love of God in their head. They can, they can recite a verse, but they don't know it in their hearts. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, for just, just a supernatural touch. Lord, this year, this year, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for responding to God. We need help setting up. See Guy, Mr. Guy Burchett here. He will be directing the setup. Um, and if anybody has not signed up for Tuesday, we still need that. Love to, love to see that film. Be blessed. If you need prayer, come on up.
And when you walk into the 